Hey there. So we all struggle from time to time. We all could benefit from taking small steps forward. So in case you didn't know, I've got 15 mini e-courses and right now they are all only $15 each. So where do you land these days? If you would give anything for a clean slate, I've got fresh starts. If you want to work on some of your childhood stuff, childhood wounds is for you. If you long to feel closer to Jesus, intimacy with God, if you want to use your gifts to bring redemption, beauty for ashes. If you are bored out of your mind, try unstuck. If you want to live more authentically and contentedly, meaningful life is for you. If you struggle with overwhelm and anxiety, worry and trust can help. If you are struggling with at least one precarious relationship, Relationships 201 is filled with practical tools. If you're adjusting to one or all of your children leaving, try emptying your nest. If you are engaged or about to be remarried, Remarriage Ready is for you. If you are adjusting to remarriage, try Remarriage Rough. If you want to use your gifts of writing and communication, so you want to be a writer. If you want to figure out what your needs are and how to get them met, try What Are My Needs? And if you know that there are some things not quite right, but you're not sure what, healing and wholeness can help. Each come with three or four weekly readings and journaling exercises. You can check them all out at elizabethkleincom courses, and I'll post a link in the show notes. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that both life is hard and God is good and faithful. Though this is a difficult topic to work through, it's ironically one of my favorite subjects for many reasons. But one of them is because no one is exempt from the truth that life can be hard. And I found that God works in my life the most profoundly during the difficult times, not the easy times. Let's imagine a few scenarios. Jane was the mother of two little girls. Her Christian husband left her. No real good reason other than he was tired of the responsibility of marriage and a family. Life can be hard. Julie found in her Christian husband's closet a box of condoms and they didn't use condoms. She is now divorced. Life can be hard. Amy was 40 years old. She dealt with the addiction of her husband for over 15 years. She is now divorced. Life can be hard. Karen was 45 years old. She was diagnosed with breast cancer and endured chemotherapy and a mastectomy. Life can be hard. Susan was 37 years old and the mother of three children. Her husband was killed in a car accident at the hands of a teenage drunk driver. Life can be so hard and so brutal. Now, these are not random made-up stories of fictional women with fictional situations. These are real stories of women who love Jesus. Life not only can be hard, it seems to be no respecter of age or life circumstances or heart's desires or faith. And sometimes we have to be honest, our hard times come as a consequence of our own actions, but a lot of times the hard times just come. And we have to believe that hard life situations absolutely do not come to us 
just for the heck of it. If they did, then the sovereign God of the universe would not be all that sovereign. So since there is a reason, though we may not always see the reason, then there's sort of a couple responses for the woman who seeks to know God more deeply and intimately. And it's this, do whatever you can to lean into the love and comfort and healing of God and glean absolutely every life lesson you can from the really gray and murky waters of this life. Okay, so I'm going to assume that we're on the same page, that ideally it's great if we can learn from life's kicks and punches, but how and what are we supposed to learn? Okay, I've got a quick exercise before we really dig in here. I want you to think of one big hardship you have encountered in your life. Something from the past that is completely resolved. I'm going to give a really old example of mine. Um, one that comes to mind is being in the flood of 1996, which makes me sound like I'm 100 years old. Um, but you will know what I'm talking about if you're from Illinois. I was pregnant with my daughter. We lost both of our cars. We had to move out of our house for six weeks while we renovated. We lost the contract in the house we were about to purchase. And undue stress was put on my pregnancy. What is your flood of 96? Like all of that for me obviously is wrapped up. Years and years and years have passed since that. But think of one thing right now from your past that was hard that's no longer still going on. Okay. Let me ask you, did you make it through it? Are you by any chance even a little bit stronger from enduring that hardship? Did your faith stretch at all? Did your character grow? Did you learn something new about God or about yourself? Even if you were unable to learn any life lessons from it at all, can you at least admit that, admit that you made it through? That God brought you through it? Just the fact that you're listening today is proof written on the pages of your life already that God is in control and will walk you through anything. And we have to remember that truth. Because girls, there will be times that our faith is tested and our memory of God's goodness will grow dim. So we must hold on to the truth of God's proven faithfulness in our lives. Also, before we dive in too much farther, I want to talk about hope for just a moment. Hope is such an interesting concept. From what I can tell, we do not have a hope that God will work out all of our earthly circumstances the way we want him to. Our marriage may remain challenging or end. Our cancer may not heal. The baby we dream of may not come. The life dream that we've worked so hard for may not come to pass. Are there miracles? Yes, absolutely. I've experienced miracles in my life, but there is no guarantee in the word of God that tells us this life will be easy or fair or work out the way we want it to. In fact, kind of just the contrary, we are practically guaranteed that we will experience hardships of one kind or the other. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. 
So with that said, with a clearer perception of hope, I want to share a few ideas that I believe you can apply to whatever adversity is currently in your life. All of this will require one thing first, willingly bringing into your life a slower pace. The Holy Spirit's work on your heart cannot be hurried. The mending work of a soul cannot be rushed. You cannot be excessively busy and heal at the same time. And frankly, I don't think you would want to. Also, all of this talk, talk of hope and healing and change can really only mean something of deep and lasting value to you if you have as your foundation a personal relationship with God. If you don't, the steps that I'm about to share will help a little bit, that, but they'll only take you so far. You need to have as your source of strength the God of change and healing and hope himself. So perhaps your very next step is to ask Christ to come into your heart and lead your life and bring you his healing and his help. Okay, I'm going to share six ideas with you. The first is this. When you're hurting or in crisis, you may find that praying or spending time with God in any way may be the last thing you want to do right now because you may have some anger toward God that you need to work through, which by the way, totally normal. I totally get it. David in the Psalms shows his anger. It's a human response to life being hard. But here's the thing. You're not going to work through your anger with God or anyone else or yourself simply by ignoring it or by ignoring God. You must eventually take the first step. Our relationship with God has so much more to do with God than it has to do with our life circumstances. God does not say in James, draw near to me. You know, when you have time, when things ease up, when you get that job you've always wanted, when your marriage gets better, when you feel like it, and then I'll draw near to you. No, he clearly says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So girls, pray. Pray that God reveals to you your part in the situation. If there's anything you can be working on, if there's another person involved, pray for the other person. Pray for peace. Pray to have a teachable heart to glean any life lessons you can. Pray for those miracles. In other words, pray, pray, pray. I'd also recommend spending some time in the Psalms, maybe reading one Psalm every morning and spending a few minutes journaling every morning or sometime during the day to get what's in your heart and mind out of you. Second thing. A quote I stumbled upon brings up a really excellent point. It goes like this. You can lift your spirit by lifting someone else's load. Girls, even in the midst of your pain, you can choose to allow yourself to become someone else's answer to prayer. Moving your focus off of yourself, even for like 15 minutes, will bring a lightness to your spirit in the midst of your trouble. So look around your life and ask yourself who you can help or who you can pray for. Three, surround yourself with trusted friends. 
not just so you can selfishly lean on them during hard times, but you never know when you're going to need a support system. I'm going to read something that one of my best friends wrote to me. Gosh, this was probably 15 years ago. And in fact, if you are in a dark time right now, please feel free to listen to these words like they were written to you from a dear friend. This is what she said. I am so sorry you are facing all of this. Please don't worry about handling this well. Just be. Just get through. Take care of your children and take care of yourself. I am praying for you right now and I can picture Jesus cradling you in his arms. He wants you to feel him holding you. He wants to wipe your tears away. Let him. He will redeem your pain. Let Jesus be Jesus to you. You can mess this whole thing up and I still wouldn't walk away. I love you, your forever friend. Four, take care of yourself. I've shared this before, but one of my counselors said to me many years ago that our bodies were not created to withstand long bouts of crises or living in survival mode. We were created to withstand short bursts of stress. So you need to be taking extra care of yourself if you are working through a difficult time or a crisis. During one of my really, really hard, long stretches when I was in my probably mid-30s, I kind of did an overhaul of my life. I started doing yoga. I started to run, which is hysterical. I started drinking green tea and having a fruit smoothie every morning and going to bed earlier. I just knew innately that physically I needed to be as healthy as I could to handle the extra stress. So making even small changes for your health can help you get through and can help you mentally and spiritually. It's all connected. Number five, if the situation is serious enough, please seek out counseling. There is nothing to be ashamed of in bringing in a third party. And six, one other thing I learned was about gratitude in the midst of trials. I picked up a book that had been laying around my house for months um, during one of these hard times that I have gone through. It's called He Has Made Me Glad by Ben Patterson. And I'm going to read a little bit out of it that worked its way into my heart in the middle of that really long stretch. When we give thanks no matter what, we act on the premise that the future will turn out perfectly. The next moment may be dreadful maybe even the next decade or two. But he who holds the last hour has assured us that everything will be glorious in the end. I can live from now on knowing that my life is going to turn out just fine. I can give thanks as an act of hope, acting as though everything God promised about the future is true because it is. He goes on to say, and this act of hopeful gratitude can be an act of joyful defiance. There are bullies in this life, things huge and terrifying, intimidating and overwhelming. They are bigger and meaner than we are, and they try to push us around. But we can stand tall and give thanks defiantly, not letting the bullies rob us of our joy or have the last word. So just think how glorious 
how defiantly and exquisitely joyous things might be if we believed now and thanked God now on this side of the outcome. The enemy would be doubly defeated, God doubly glorified, and our joy doubly intensified. Girls, I have no idea what stories are on the other side of this microphone. But we all know that life is hard and life is not fair. So it is safe for me to bet that each one of you has a wound or a scar. Some may have more than others. Some scars may go deeper than others. Some may have yet to be healed. And some of you are smack dab in the middle of a pain that you have no idea how you're going to get through. Allow me to read a few words that have touched my life deeply from Elizabeth Elliot. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup and have made my lot secure. Psalm 16, 5. I know of no greater simplifier for all of life. Whatever happens is assigned. Does the intellect balk at that? Can we say that there are things which happen to us which do not belong to our lovingly assigned portion? This belongs to it, but this does not. Are some things then out of the control of the Almighty? But my assignment entails my willing acceptance of my portion. My response is what matters. The choice is ours. It depends on our willingness to see everything in God, receive all from his hand, accept with gratitude just the portion in the cup he offers. Shall I charge God with a mistake in his measurements or with misjudging the sphere in which I can best learn to trust him? Has he misplaced me? The secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances. Okay, but regardless of the depth of your pain or the length of this trial, we have a God who loves us and knows us. And he promises so many things to those of us who know him personally, straight out of scripture. And I am going to flood you with a few of them right now. So if you're able, do me a favor. Imagine that you are sitting right next to God, that he's holding your hand. Again, if you're able, close your eyes, not if you're in the car or walking. Um, But I want you to let these promises wash over your mind and sink into your heart and soul because God says these things to each one of you. I will protect you in challenging times. Genesis 28. I will limit the quantity of pain and difficulties you face. Matthew 12. I will bring you healing when you are broken. Jeremiah 30. I am with you and will never leave you. Hebrews 13. I will eventually end your sorrow and bring you a wonderful future. Revelation 22. 
I am your strength. Isaiah 41. I will reward your faithfulness. Galatians 6. I will revolutionize you into something beautiful, which I am already doing. I will give you joy. Acts 14. I will make your burden light. Matthew 11. I will give you peace. John 14. I will remove your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. Psalm 103. I give you rest. Matthew 11. And I will love you completely all the days of your life. John 3. Heavenly Father, thank you for being a God who heals, who bends down to hold us in your hands, who knows our every heartache and waits to help us through it. For those listening who are in intense seasons of pain right now, please pour out your peace to each precious woman and their hurting hearts. I ask for intervention. I ask for miracles. And I ask that you will comfort them completely and give them your strength to get through. Amen. Author Brother Andre once said, if we truly knew the value of suffering, we would ask the good God for it. It's been said that God whispers to us in joy, but shouts to us through our pain. So girls, embrace the shouts of pain that are either in your life now or will be coming down the road. Now, if what you're going through feels too overwhelming to navigate on your own, if you don't have a counselor, please reach out. Please find a counselor or a pastor who you trust, or I would love to work with you to listen, to process, to set up a plan for next steps, and to pray with you and for you. I'll put the link to my coaching survey in the show notes. Girlies, if you so desire, you can support this podcast in a few ways. You can share it or subscribe to it. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter what you are going through, please do not forget that you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of the Father God, and he is so delighted with you. Right now, in your pain, in your crisis, in whatever you are carrying, you have come into this world and you are starting and walking through and ending this day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.